Okay, this is a super fun episode of the Ortho Show podcast. We're bringing on Jason Rand, the OG of orthopedic surgical PAs. I've known Jason for a long time. He's been in the business for 20 years. We have a tremendous overlap in our industry and our, the things that we do together. His personality is absolutely infectious. He is an inspiration to PAs across the country, whether it's medical device design, working with industry as far as a spokesperson or professional education as a co-chair at the orthopedic surgical uh, OSEP meeting. He's just an amazing person to listen to. You're going to love this episode. I know I did. Dr. Scott Sigmund, hashtag follow the fro. From medical media, this is The Author Show. Hello world, Dr. Scott Sigmund, your favorite opioid-sparing orthopedic surgeon here for another episode of the Ortho Show podcast, where everyone knows we bring you the best of the best in the orthopedic space, and today is absolutely no exception. We are super happy to have our first orthopedic PA on the show, Jason Rand, who works at the Boston Sports and Shoulder, who's an orthopedic PA who specializes in sports medicine. He works with Dr. Brian McKeon. And as far as I'm concerned, he's a dear friend and colleague, and he is the OG of orthopedic PAs. What's going on, Jason? Oh, Dr. Sigmund, thank you so much for having me. I can't be, couldn't be more excited to be on the show. Been a fan for years, and this is like I finally, this is like a goal in life. Like I, like my mom's going to listen, and she's <laughs> going to come in, the family, I'm going to get messages from people. It's going to be great. I'm, I couldn't you, be you, more excited. <laughs> You are, you made it to the big time, Jason Rand. You are not kind of a big deal. You are a big deal. Oh, I'm, I'm up here with legends that have been on the show. Legends. <laughs> I love it. So let's get going. Well, we we've known each other for a long time, and I you know I say you're the OG of orthopedic PAs. I've got to throw in a little love to Kristen Prober, but she's a nurse practitioner. She works with me. She's the OG of orthopedic nurse practitioners. Are we yes, good with that? I right, totally good. agree with that. She's All amazing, right. wonderful person, and and just so very talented. Yeah, no, I love it for sure. So all right, we always start at the beginning, right? So. So tell us where you were brought up and, and when this whole idea of uh, becoming a physician assistant in sports medicine and all that, where, where did it come from? So a little bit of history of me, and I promise you, I won't take the whole show to talk about me. Um, but um, <laughs> um, so I, I grew up in Belmore, New York. That's on Long Island. Uh, and I went to Northeastern University after I graduated high school. I studied physical therapy. Um, got my master's there when I moved back to Long Island, became a physical therapist. Um, it was as uh, when I was working as a physical therapist, I um, got to see I was inpatient at a hospital, the orthopedic floor. I got to experience what the PA profession was all about. And so um, I got to see the PAs uh, changing medications, uh, assisting in surgery. And, uh, and so that changed uh, my career choice. And so I uh, went to Cornell uh, University in Manhattan, their PA program. It's a surgical focused PA program um, right next to HSS, um, um, uh, Sloan Kettering, right in that medical area, New York Presbyterian. It's just uh, like a mecca of, 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 um, of orthopedics and medicine in general. Uh, met my wife at PA school. She's from Rhode Island. We moved back. I started a job at the Baptist and uh, I've been working in Boston as a PA ever since now at Boston Sports and Shoulder Center. 
I love it. So, so where where was the impetus for to become uh, a, a physical therapist? You know, early on in your career. Obviously, you go to Northeastern. You're thinking about a pathway. What drew you to that as you were growing up? So, you know, it, uh, it's it's interesting. How do you choose your career or your pathway? And it really was it wasn't an experience that I've had with myself or with a family member needing to go to rehab. It was more of just looking at different career choices and um, taking a patient that is you know neurologically uh, disabled or debilitated and turning them into um, where they want to go uh, in terms of function and activity, um, what kind of drove me. And so I, I visited a few places that uh, provided uh, care for patients with cerebral palsy, um, uh, some patients that uh, uh, recovered from surgery. It was a candy striper. I went around the hospital with the red and white candy striper thing. I mean, now that's- Do you have any pictures down the back wall? I don't right. see anything back there. I think they're all gone. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for probably a good thing, but that's okay. <laughs> um, and so seeing, we're just working at the hospital and kind of seeing what's out there kind of drove me to go into healthcare. Yep, and and physical therapy. Awesome. Northeastern was an amazing school. I mean, uh, incredibly difficult to get into, and with the the externships and all of the pathways that you could have uh, to various careers, that was a great choice. But then, you know, it's interesting. You go uh, and you start seeing there's a little different aspect of things that could go on, and you follow the the physical therapy pathway. But then you're watching the PAs and the responsibility that they have, whether it's in surgery or caring for patients and, you know, helping to make decisions. And then uh, and then off to Cornell you go and then back up to the Baptist. Now, when did you start at the Baptist? So I started in the Baptist in 04, 2004. Um, and um, uh, worked there. I was the uh, sports medicine PA. So I worked with all the attendings, all these legends. And um, um, yeah, shout them out, dude. That's what we do here. That's what we do best. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, Brian McKeon was such an inspiration for me, and that's to come in my career. But uh, Arnie Scheller, uh, Glenn Ross, um, Mark Steiner, um, who recently passed away, unfortunately, but what a wonderful person. Um, and uh, Hank Toslowski. Oh, the Taz, uh, the Taz, what the bowling ball of a Taz. Oh, <laughs> um, I mean, these these were legends, and I I kind of grew up there, and I and I, what what and that started my career into into um, realizing that yes, I'm a PA, but I could be so much more than that. I can go to these conferences, and I could learn so much from them and from the conferences, and I can um, you know expand beyond just being the PA that's here from eight to to five or whatever it is, and so. Um, and so I worked there for about uh, two to three years. Um, I still consider that home the Baptist, um, but uh, uh, kept uh, work consistently with uh, Dr. Brian McKeon. And um, uh, he's since become a mentor for me and just a real inspiration. I, uh, he brought me into his practice in 2007, Boston Sports and Shoulder, BSSC. And I've been here ever since. We started with me as the one PA. And now we have about 14 uh, mid-levels, uh, uh, two nurse practitioners and, uh, and 12 PAs. That's fantastic. And, you know, it's interesting. So I finished up at the Baptist in 95, I guess. So we're about, we were 10 years apart before, by the time you had started, but all of those names are just, you know, great names for me as well. Having spent, you know, of my four years in residency, probably about nine months were spent at the Baptist, some on the sports service. So, you know, just, just a tremendous breeding ground for learning and education, you know, from true great leaders in orthopedic sports medicine. So, so Brian in 2007 was also taking care of the Celtics at that time, right? That must've been a big alert for uh, a draw for you as well to go to work with Brian. 
Absolutely. Um, you know, at, at that point, that's right. He was uh, taking care of the Celtics and I, I, um, you know, have been to, he's always very generous with tickets. So I've been to a few games and, uh, when I joined, joined on to him, he, uh, uh, Push, put me in the path of becoming one of the members of the medical team. So I had a medical ID for the Celtics. I covered some of their games. Um, he likes to tell the story that he had me sitting on the bench at a few of the uh, the third quarters of some of the games. There I was on the bench. And, uh, <laughs> you know, which is, a, which is an amazing honor. I think he was standing on the sidelines uh, laughing at me when I was on the bench because that's a stressful spot to be in. I um, love it. For, I love it. For, and so, but, but. Um, it was uh, him giving me the ability to kind of cover these games and to treat these these amazing athletes. I'm just humans at the the, the best potential of what we could see. Um, and uh, so that was just a, a absolutely amazing experience. Uh, that was uh, some of the the peak events of my career is taking care of these players. Yeah, and it's just, you know what's interesting what I, what I really like about you, Jason, in, in the way in which you've taken command of your career. You know, you said it like as a PA, you have choices, right? You can you can be a nine to fiver. Uh, you can work at an urgent care. You can work in a doctor's office. You could be there's a lot of different specialties, right? You could work in the in the hospital as well. But I think that you and I are kindred spirits in many ways in that, you know, that wasn't good enough for you. You wanted to sort of expand and do more things and reach out and really accomplish as many things as possible. So obviously being a part of the Celtics, getting a Celtics uh, NBA championship ring, I'm assuming there along the no, way. No, no. The no ring? Oh, too low. Oh, no, yeah. come oh, on. Oh, gosh, God. I wish. Oh, I know. man. That's... I know. I, I should hold that against uh, McKeon, but, you know. Totally. He, he, lets me, he lets me touch his every now and then. Oh, my God, <laughs> Brian McKeon. You are banned from the ortho show until we get Dr. <laughs> McKeon. No, I'm just kidding, Brian. You're welcome to come on. We're th we would be thrilled to have you have amazing stories. But, uh, so, but that's wonderful. But, you know, so that was one aspect of it, right? And then... But just let's, you know, for our listeners, because I don't think not everybody is familiar the day to day life of an orthopedic PA and what goes on. So let's go through that. I think that'd be fun for the listeners to, to hear. Like, what do you do on a day to day basis as far as taking care of patients? Absolutely. So, you know, I couldn't be more proud to be a PA um, uh, throughout the training at Cornell. It's been amazing. My my rotations have been amazing. And and uh, my career path, I think, has been uh, just amazing. You know, they when P, people say, you know, I became a PA because I, um, you know, I want to have family and I want to, which is wonderful. And I want to, um, you know, uh, I want it's more lifestyle choices why I become a PA. Um, there's nothing that you know, I, I, that's something that I kind of agree with, but it's like, you're the, you're a PA, you can still do all these things that you want to do in your profession. You can still work with companies and develop great instruments and, and bring this, this, this healthcare into the future, right? And not just sit and see patients and get out by 4.30 or 5, right? It's counting on us to do that for the PAs that are coming uh, uh, behind us that are graduating school to set the standard. So, um, you know, at, at BSSC, we see our patients. Um, they, uh, we see patients that come in through the door and need new evaluations, their follow-ups, maybe second opinions. Um, if a patient comes in and they want to see an MD, then absolutely they'll see an MD. If they want to see me and see an MD next, they'll absolutely get that level of care. But there's a lot that we can do as PAs in orthopedics um, in terms of taking care of the patient. 
And so um, that's the role that we play here. We assist in surgery. Um, we uh, treat patients in the office. We call back patients at the end of the day to make sure that all their questions are answered and that they're totally comfortable. When I treat patients with Dr. McKeon, when he sees a patient and they need a further explanation or more time, I'll spend time with them while he can go into another room. So it leaves patients uh, with a fully informed understanding of their level of care in terms of whether it's a surgery or whether it's conservative management. And I found throughout my years of doing this, which is now 19 or 20 years, which is insane, is that Crazy. patients are very comfortable seeing a PA. Um, and it's it's become more and more of a standard in healthcare that I may not get to see the doctor, but I'm going to get wonderful care. And if I am, if I am a confusing case, then absolutely you go off to the doctor who uh, has been through fellowship, been through residency, has years of experience. And so I don't think it's possible to run a private practice without an MP or a PA nowadays. That's just the way healthcare is designed. And so it's a wonderful profession. It, it is like any profession, it's what you make of it. Um, and I just, um, you know, we'll talk about this further, but I can't uh, uh, talk more about pushing the PA to um, uh, work with companies on developing devices and work, go to conferences, educate, learn, and uh, make this a absolute career, not just a, a job. I think that's incredibly well said, right? So, and we'll talk about some more of this as we go about the other extracurricular things that really help to stimulate your brain and keep you excited about, about work. And I, I couldn't agree more. And there's a lot of different ways in which PAs interact with, with physicians, right? Uh, with Kristen and I, it's a very similar feel. You know, at this point, I've been in practice for 25 years. There's patients from all over that want to see me. We do the best to see as many patients as we can. But, you know, if I were doing it by myself, we'd be even more limited. So by having Kristen, you know, we can see upwards of 30 to 40 percent more, you know, more patients that we could if I wasn't. And and then it's smooth and it's a and the messaging and working together with the same person. I mean, you and Dr. McKean have been working together since 2007. I mean, you guys know what you do with each other. You know, you work well with each other. And so I think patients understand that. And then it's just it's the faces. It's Jason and, and, and you know, Dr. McKean. And it is what it is. And same with Kristen and I. That's really worked out well for us. All right, so let's talk about some of the things that you and I have had some fun together on. And, you know, you don't typically see, you know, a physician, a physician assistant reach out and become a part of industry and become a spokesperson, right? So obviously you're gifted. I mean, our listeners now know why you're so popular, Jason. Your personality is infectious and everyone, you know, you just want to go like, let's go with Jason. It's awesome. He's a great guy. And and but we've worked together on a couple of platforms with with Flexion, which is now Pacira for Zilretta, which is a long acting corticosteroid. This isn't a commercial today. We don't have to get into all that stuff. But isn't it fun, you know, when you go out with like these, um, like Rod Woodson and Michael Ruzioni, and you're hanging out and you're teaching and meeting people. It's a cool experience. It is an absolutely amazing experience. Yeah. It is fun. Uh, it's fun meeting the different PAs, NPs, and docs throughout the country when you go to these different lectures or seminars. Um, it's fun traveling with people to discuss it. And it's fun teaching something new to your colleagues that may not have known about this product. It's, it's not so much promoting it for a company, but you're promoting it for the patients that could benefit from this, this, this care. And so, you know, for example, with um, uh, Zaretta or even OrthoLaser or, or such, um, there's a little plug there. Hey, hey, OrthoLaser, um, Ortho get them, it's open, woohoo! 
<laughs> um, but, um, you know, it's it's for treatment of osteoarthritis. We don't have very many options for it. We can manage it. And it's the same options you've had for years, right? Steroid, weight loss, strengthening, bracing. And of course, now we're exploring biologics with PRP and such. But it's like now that there's these other options for our patients. So it's a matter of getting the word out to your colleagues. And so it is fun. It takes the, you know, and, and you know, it get, it's, it's, mon it's not mundane. It's an, a blessing to see the patients in the office. And it's an honor every time they walk through the door. But if you see 40 patients um, a day for five days a week, you start to kind of, you know, maybe lose your mind a little bit. Um, and I say <laughs> that in true. jest, but, but so yeah. if you balance that out with, with traveling to different places, meeting other PAs and educating, and uh, just being excited about these new aspects of care, uh, then it, it, it just adds to your profession, your experience, and your, and your drive to continue to treat patients. Yep. And, and you want to learn as much too for yourself, right? I mean, being able to go to these conferences, we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute as well, but in order to provide the best possible care to your patients, you have to be constantly learning about the new available techniques and that are out there, then you master those and you want to share. And so what a great, what a great way to live, right? To be able to keep you stimulated, keep doing exciting things and be able to share all these ideas. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. We're learning every day. So, so one of the other things that you and I share a lot of excitement with is, uh, is professional education. And, uh, you know, I love it. You are, you're the co-chair for Advanced Practitioners at OSET, which is, we're going to give out a big shout out to Brian Bisconi and Kevin Blanchard, Beth Best, and all the team at uh, OSET as well, Stephanie Peterson, that, you know, what an amazing conference it is. And now you have a major role there educating uh, physician assistants and nurse practitioners. So tell us about that. What's the process like being at a meeting, which is you know primarily probably a physician-driven meeting, but yet you guys are there having a say, learning as much as you can as well. Yeah, I couldn't be more excited and proud to to have that role. Um, it uh, it is a matter of designing a, a day of a day of two days of education for your colleagues, and so. What would I want to learn? What would I want to gain from a, uh, a conference, from a lecture series? And so um, we've developed uh, um, uh, just, uh, just an amazing um, uh, algorithm, amazing agenda uh, that, um, that, that people are going to just really uh, have benefit from. And so, um, and so uh, the fact that I'm able to put that together is amazing. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful course. It's wonderful. Why is it so great? Well, because it's not made by an academy. Right. So we can have Arthrex come and talk about what Arthrex is and their ideas and concepts and which is, you know, is wonderful because they're the ones making the product. So it's nice to actually hear from the vendors as opposed to hiding them in the closet and, and saying that we're not influenced by them. So this course is all about new technology and, and, um, and I'm all about learning new things. We have to be right. We can't be set in our ways with new techniques, new ways of doing things, new equipment. Um, and so I couldn't be more excited to be in that role. And so it enables me to develop an agenda of, of professional activities for PAs, nurse practitioners, um, as well as new, new uh, equipment, new um, um, uh, techniques and approaches and, uh, and ultrasound. We're going to have a full day of ultrasound with uh, Don Buford, another legend, um, who I just saw a nice LinkedIn picture with the two of you, which was great. Um, a wonderful person and a legend in the field. Um, who, it's funny, I, I learned about the Buford complex way before I knew who he was. And I kind of put it together my first uh, two years of, of, of practice. I'm like, that's that Buford guy. 
And so, um, well, you first of all, you're giving away all of our company secrets because we we have uh, Dr. Steven Snyder on this Thursday is being released, and that's where the Buford Complex comes from. But we don't want to give it up today. We don't give the story. That's going to come out in the next couple weeks. But you're you're right. Donnie is just from you know phenomenal. Uh, with his ultrasound techniques and the way in which he teaches and professes. And so, you know, again, the passion, you can just sense the passion in your voice, you know, for education and what an important, you know, leading role it is for you as well. You know, there's a, so there's a few other things that, you know, I wanted to talk to you about specifically, uh, which I know that are, you're also, you know, very passionate about. And, and one of the things that I think that really is so incredibly valuable, you know, as a physician assistant is the ability uh, to be on the front line uh, of the important treatments that are out there. And really, you, you've you had the opportunity with Brian as well, Brian McKeon, to, to be able to push into the envelope of orthobiologics, which honestly, you were doing well before the vast majority of orthopedic surgeons in the Boston area. You know, we have a joke that we say on the ortho show, right, that a lot of medical information gets out of Boston, but not a lot gets in, right? And so, but tell us about where you are with orthobiologics now, why you feel they're important in the treatment modalities, uh, the fact that it's a patient pay model, which is is what it is and acceptable, and and what's been your experience? Yeah, there's no no doubt the future of, of I think, uh, orthopedics, our profession. And by the way, I love that PAs are getting into like, pushing this knowledge and new information. We have to, we can't just rely on our, our surgeon mentors to do it. We got to do it as well. You're on the, you're on the front lines and you're so to have the knowledge base of this important information so that you can spend the time with the patient, as you said, as Brian and I are running out to the room to get see our next patient, you and Kristen are hanging behind and getting all the information out to the patients. Absolutely. And so, and you want your patients to leave fully informed of this. And so biologists, the future of medicine is biology, the body healing itself, right? And, and I hope that I see it in my lifetime, okay? Um, but to get the body to heal itself is, would be amazing, right? Um, and uh, as opposed to, you know, if we could somehow prompt the body to cause some healing factors that can heal things, right? It would probably put a few surgeons out of business. Um, nonetheless, PRP, right? So um, we do a lot of PRP in my office. What PRP? Judy's listening. What's PRP? Uh, platelet-rich plasma. Thank we you. Appreciate it. In our office. Thank you. We do a lot of it in our office because, um, well, it's uh, there are a lot of things that we manage that are tough problems that we don't have all the answers for. And so when you're treating a patient with, let's say, osteoarthritis or let's say significant tendinopathy, and they're not responding to traditional means, what do we say to them? Well, we could say, look, you know, just change careers, give up the activity or so. And that's unacceptable. It's unacceptable to our patients and it's unacceptable to conceive. I mean, I sit up at night saying, can I tell this guy not to run? That's his passion. What can I do to get him to be able to run? And so when you try everything, your traditional uh, treatments and, and you're left without other options, PRP was excellent. And that's how we started. And so we started with that and we, we kept uh, doing these PRP injections, changing how we modifying different protocols. Do we do three injections, two injections, one injection? And so, and over time we've, we've uh, realized that, you know, maybe we should start PRP a little sooner in our treatment algorithm and not just wait until it's the last step. So we offer it to our patients. We explain to our patients what it is, the technology. We explain to our patients that it is relatively new and I don't have a thousand studies that are uh, peer reviewed that say that it's a benefit. But if you, we want to try it, anecdotally, we've seen some benefits. Um, patients often, you know, kind of want to take that on. So if you're open and honest with your patient 
and you explained it on the risk benefits alternatives, um, and you know, and that it is still a research phenomenon. Um, patients are, you know, uh, they respect that, and they're more than willing to try because, you know, the fact that it's insurance doesn't cover it and it's cash pay is not something that we should hide from. You know, that that medicine should be paid for whether it's the patient or the insurance company. And so, if they're willing to do it, and most people are when they're in pain, then they're willing to do it. But as long as you explain to them the risk benefits and alternatives, then, then it's a wonderful treatment. We've seen some great outcomes with PRP with certain patients. Does it work all the time? No, but what does? And so, you know, we love orthobiologics. We wish we could um, go more into the next level of orthobiologics. But, you know, I think that, that that's more for research. And when we get some good data and information, I think sky's the limit in terms of getting the body to really heal itself. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, it's one of the things we hear all the time. You know, why is PRP not paid for by the insurance? Why is laser, you know, not paid for, you know, by the insurance? And the bottom line is, is that it's just an arduous process to get these things approved through the FDA. It's very expensive, large randomized controlled trials. You know, eventually, I think probably big pharma is going to be the way in which orthobiologics gets across the finish line for uh, commercial insurance payment. Uh, which is coming down the line. There are a lot of big pharma companies that are working towards that. But for now, I think you said it beautifully, which is we provide options. Patients want to keep moving. They don't want to be in pain. Not everyone wants to have surgery. Many people want to push surgery off if they can. And providing these alternative options really does make a difference for them. And it's almost, you almost feel obligated to do so, right? Because they are available. And at the end of the day, what does insurance pay for now? A standard Depomedrol injection? I mean, you and I are big fans of Zoretta, which is a long-acting corticosteroid, which we've had success with, um, and I use routinely, as do you, um, which is covered by some insurance companies, not all. But at the end of the day, there's not that many things that are covered for non-operative treatment of arthritis. And it's after they pay their $5,000 deductible. Exactly. So you make so. a case that nothing's really covered. And so, yeah. you know, the state of healthcare insurance-wise, disaster. Um, and so... You know, it, that's right. If you don't offer these technologies, um, then you're not doing your your patient a service, arguably. And so you just want to explain to them, give them the options. Patients love options. You don't need to pick and choose their options, but you want to give them the options. You want to know that it's available. Provide them the menu. Here's the menu of options that are available. Some are paid for, some aren't. What would you like to do? Negotiate a settlement and get the patient enrolled in whatever it is that they want to do. The menu idea is frotastic. <laughs> we love that too. I had to get uh, one in here, one fantastic in yeah, here. Dude, you're, you're, we're going to keep you all day long. I love you, man. We're going to stay open <laughs> two hours. Uh, but no, so look, we're getting close to the end, but there's a couple of things that, you know, in the benefits, uh, again, of being in a high profile, you know, sports medicine practice as a physician assistant, and you, you've grown with experience near 20 years, they trust you. People trust you. You're part of the team. You're part of the process. Can you do me a favor? Can you get me those those shoes behind your head right there? Shaq's shoes. We don't have to talk about exactly what you did for, but I, I don't think most people remember, but Shaq did play for the Celtics for one year. Was it one year? That's correct. Yeah. I right, put it up to the uh, side of your head because that's unbelievable. Was, Go on. Uh, there it is. It's humongous. <laughs> oh yeah. Dr. God. McKeon's office is a museum of, uh, of different uh, shoes and such uh, from his years with the uh, Celtics. Uh, still work with it. them. Um, but uh, we have a, do have a picture of some shoes here, which are rather large. I That's was, just unbelievable. Um, I, I'm not going to hold my shoes up against these shoes. Let's just <laughs> like that. Now, they, it might fit my bunion. Some of my friends would be funny, would be laughing about that. We could actually get my bunion in that shoe. But then, <laughs> you know, what are, what are the other, you know, people that we share 
uh, is Michael Ruzioni. Grab his shirt too. I can see his shirt there in the background yeah. as well. And, and you know, everybody knows Mike was captain of the U.S. Is. hockey team from the '80s when they beat the Russians. And Absolutely. you, you know, Mike very well. You were integral and involved in his treatment for his underlying knee arthritis. Yes, what an amazing person. Uh, just really wonderful, wonderful person. I've met his family. Um, and he, uh, you know, he's just so thankful for the care that we gave him here, which of course is is known that we've treated him, uh, we've seen him here. Um, and uh, and uh, it's just one of those uh, guys that you're just, you're just so glad that you met in terms of his stories. And is, he's just so inspirational. He is phenomenal for sure. So look, as we're getting ready to close here, Jason, I want you to give some advice to our listeners out there that are thinking about a career as a physician assistant as to the pathway, what they should do, how happy you are, et cetera. Give us a closing sentence. Absolutely. Can I, can it be a paragraph? You can do a paragraph. Okay. We'll give you a paragraph. Uh, so to all the, the, my sur the surgeons out there and the docs, you know, we are, we're PAs. We're here to help you. That's our sole goal is to help you. And so in many different ways we can do it. We love taking care of patients and, um, you know, just give us the autonomy that you feel comfortable with and, and we're there to help you in learning and to make you the best surgeon doctor you could be. Um, in terms of my colleagues, you know, go the extra mile. Um, you know, uh, get here an hour early, review your patients for the day. Don't get in at 8.08 for an eight o'clock um, start time. You know, your patients, uh, they, they love you. They're there for your help. They, it's a, it's a, they're not blessed to see you. You're blessed to see them and be involved in their care. And I truly mean that. And every day I wake up and I think that I'm honored that 40 people are going to come in and ask me for their advice. So, you know, uh, uh, a PA is just such a wonderful profession, nurse practitioner as well. We're all part of this team to take care of the patients. And, you know, the, the, the team with insurance companies, the way they are, the way that they are, um, patients need us as a team. And so it's it's an honor to be in medicine. It's an honor to take care of patients. And I hope that all PAs feel that way. And um, and uh, we just all make it as an as international team to do just give the best care to our patients. Jason Rand, you are an inspiration. You know, I think your infectious personality, you are a leader in your field. And it is no surprise that you are so well respected across, you know, the country as as, the, as one of the leaders in orthopedic sports medicine, it is an absolute privilege and honor to call you friend and colleague, and I look forward to working with you always. Same here. Thank you so much, Scott. It's, it's Dr. Sigmund, it's been amazing. Amazing it is, Jason. You are amazing. This is Dr. Scott Sigmund, hashtag follow the fro, host of the Ortho Show. Till next time.